The Defense Logistics Agency will aid FEMA in feeding disaster victims. Specifically, the DLA's troop support acquires the rations used by troops the world over. Now it's created what it calls the Survivor Daily Ration for use by FEMA. Here with the details of this interagency program, the Troop Support Operational Rations Chief, Harry Strybick. Mr. Strybick, good to have you with us. Thanks, Tom. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So you're the guy that provides the food that the armies march on, the navies sail on, and the airmen fly on? That is correct. Myself and I have a great team that I work with that makes that all successful. And is this the first time you've done interagency work with FEMA, or tell us uh, the picture there? Yes. So we have had a long relationship with FEMA, we meaning DLA Troop Support, basically dating back to 2005 with Hurricane Katrina, of course, and then followed up by Rita and Wilma sort of in succession there back in 2005. That's where our relationship with providing them with meals for disaster survivors started up. Got it. All right. So just give us a quick overview of the activity that goes on there. Now, the troop support, that's under DLA, correct? That is correct. We are basically a supply chain logistics and procurement agency, which is our specialty. So we procure all the uh, food, clothing, and medical supplies for the military and make sure we get it there on time and, and at a fair price. Because food covers a lot of territory. There are MREs and that kind of thing for actual troops in the field. But then if you ever look in the storeroom of a battleship, you know, there's a crate of oranges the size of a small car. We have different divisions here within the what we call the Directorate of Subsistence. And right in my primary area, which is the operational rations that you mentioned, our goal is to feed the, the actual warfighter in the field, like you mentioned. And then we have other divisions that you mentioned feed you know, the Navy on ships, troops within what we call prime vendors, whether they're overseas or here in the United States, where they provide basic items that the military requests on their catalog so that they can feed in their dining facilities also. So, yes, we have a varied array of services and supplies that we do feed the warfighter. And sometimes you see these contests and chef bake-offs and so forth within the military, but the bottom line is that food, food preparation, food logistics is really a crucial function and one the military spends a lot of time thinking about and doing, isn't it? They do, absolutely. And we have quite a few partnerships. It doesn't just happen. I mean, we we rely on the different military uh, services. The Army every year has a cooking competition. I believe the Marines have it also. And then with ourselves here in Operational Rations, we have an R&D center up in uh, Natick, Massachusetts, who sort of makes things happen for us. You know, the Army comes to us and says, hey, we need an MRE that's going to last for three years and it needs to taste good. And, you know, we have to have a variety of menus and our partners up at Natick R&D Center develop all that, test it with the warfighter. And then once it's approved, we call it warfighter tested, warfighter approved. Then they send us all the requirements and then we go out to our vendors and buy it. And then next thing you know, our warfighter out in the field has it. So it is it is a uh, team effort, definitely, with a lot of different moving parts. Yeah, I've tried those MREs, and, you know, they're really not bad. I'm not sure how I would like them for 42 days in a row, but that's where right. they say no charms for the Marine Corps, correct? The candy's not allowed in <laughs> correct. there. Correct. I always say it's not mom's home cooking, but in a pinch, it'll do it. They have improved quite a bit. Yeah, a long time from those cans, you know, that used to be what they call those K-rations of the past 
We're speaking with Harry Strybeck. He's Operational Rations Chief in the Troop Support Subsistence Supply Chain. That's part of the Defense Logistics Agency's troop support. And let's talk about the interagency with FEMA, this idea of the daily ration, kind of a bucket of food that can last one person one day. What's going on here? Again, we've had a long partnership with FEMA, as I mentioned, uh, probably started in 05 with Katrina, and it's developed and evolved over the years here. So basically, we provide food. FEMA comes to us in need when they have to feed their disaster survivors. Usually it's a hurricane. I mean, we've also done ice storms, you know, fires, windstorms, that type of thing. Whenever there's a large disaster that takes place where the infrastructure is wiped out and there's no electricity and that type of thing. So they can't get food for quite a while. So FEMA comes to us and partners with us to provide food. And again, we started out with years ago, what we would call the the commercial shelf-stable meal, which I would consider more of a box lunch. That sort of did the trick. We handed them out. You probably would see them on TV when they would show uh, the aftermath of a hurricane that comes through where the, the guard or somebody like that or from FEMA would be handing out meals as they queue up in line to these survivors. That worked great for a time, and it still does. But those meals, I mentioned being box lunches, usually only had a nine-month shelf life. And they would include things like can of tuna or chicken or, you know, a pasta or beans and franks, those type of things, the pop-top openers and chips, cookies, raisins, you know, candy. So anything you would see as a box lunch. And, and we usually had a, an array of vendors who would prepare them for us when needed. They were made to order. That was great at the time, but sometimes FEMA was looking for a, a longer shelf life item that would last longer than nine months so that if they didn't use them, they could store them and still have them for future disaster needs. So about a year ago, they came to us and said, can you give us something that would last three years so that we could store them in our warehouses throughout the country rather than uh, when a disaster strikes, you know, have them made to order. This way we could preposition when something was coming up. So we worked with them and we worked with some of our vendors and created this survivor daily ration, which did have a three-year shelf life. And we just recently put it into place in December of last year and received the first order from FEMA in January and, and made first delivery last month in April. So we're anxiously waiting to get feedback from FEMA, but we think this is going to be a great addition to the uh, partnership we have with FEMA where we can develop it, get them their rations ahead of time that they can store them and be more prepared for prepositioning. And what is in this daily ration and what is the form factor of it? The SDR is basically enough to feed one person for one day. It's very similar to that commercial meal that we bought previously, but it has things like uh, maybe for an entree, and usually they have two entrees because that would feed, again, two meals during the day. You might have a spaghetti uh, with meatballs or some type of pasta, chicken with chili, uh, mac and cheese, that type of thing. You know, it's heavy on protein in terms of peanut butter and jelly. You might have a chocolate bar in there or a cookie, a toaster pastry or a, a smoothie. So it's got quite a variety. And again, FEMA made sure that there was a good amount of protein. But I wanted to highlight, we also have, and they asked us to develop a vegetarian survivor daily ration, which we've also done. So basically the side dishes are the same, but we might have a pasta with vegetables or a bean salad or a lentil stew for the vegetarians out there who might require them. So uh, we have quite an array of items. And you can get spaghetti and meatballs to last three years. How does it get heated up? 
It doesn't have to be heated up to be very palatable. We have heaters in our MRE, but those are basically uh, very complex, and a, and a soldier would need to do that. So we don't include those for the general population. It's also a safety issue for the general population. But we call these items shelf-stable items where they don't need to be refrigerated and they don't need to be heated. So they can last for three years when stored properly. And basically, when you open it up, it's eaten room temperature, but they are quite good. If there is a heating area or facilities, many times there's not. So we don't need that or require that, but it's basically quite good when it's eaten at room temperature also. Yeah, sure. Who hasn't raided the kitchen late at night when things are cooled exactly. off and, you know, had a mouthful of this or that exactly. that's left they, over? It will definitely uh, fit the bill. And FEMA pays for this. In other words, this is part of their budget. That is correct. So our relationship with FEMA is, again, very close. But again, we're Department of Defense. They're Department of Homeland Security. But we have a great working relationship with them. And we stay in close contact even prior to, you know, hurricanes brewing and that type of thing. So when FEMA decides they have a need for these meals, they come to us at DLA with a funded requisition. And they say, okay, DLA, we would like you to buy X amount of meals for us, whether it's commercial, shelf-stable, or now moving to the SDR. We'll come and say, okay, DLA, we need you to buy X amount of SDRs and deliver them to our warehouse in such and such. They have about five or six warehouses throughout the country. And so then we get a funded requisition and put the requirement on contract. We have three contractors who also do our MRE contracts, so they're very well experienced and equipped to do this type of work in terms of kitting and putting things together very quickly and then getting them out to our customers. So once we get that requisition, we put it on the contract. And depending on the volume of the requisition on the and the amount of meals they need, we could go to one, two, or all three of our contractors to procure the requirement. Because again, time is always of the essence. So even though one of the vendors could get it done in a month or something like that, if they need it a lot quicker, we would go to all three and spread it out so that they could get it in, in two weeks rather than a month. So Again, a great relationship with our vendors and with FEMA that to, to get this accomplished. And just a quick question to wrap up. You mentioned the vegetarian requirement, and that's a growing thing, you know, nationally. What about the desire, or do you get demand for, say, kosher or halal types of entrees? For our military, Tom, we do have a kosher and a halal menu strictly for our military, for our service members. Demand would be so low for FEMA, the requirement would not be there that we could you know, have our vendors make enough because it would be such a small demand. So they are not included in the uh, SDR for FEMA at this time. All right. Harry Strybick is Operational Rations Chief in the Troop Support Subsistence Supply Chain, and this is all at the Defense Logistics Agency's Troop Support. Thanks so much for joining me. Tom, you're welcome. Thanks very much for having me. And we'll post this interview along with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Take the Federal Drive with you. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.